space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Adequate. Our ongoing mission, until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior, to review every Star Trek episode and movie in existence, to seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable, to boldly go where every YouTube show has gone before. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Trekking Up North. I am your host as ever, Captain Goodwill, and I am joined by a very peculiar entity this afternoon, this evening. Uh, he's calling himself Q, but I've never known a Mackham Q before. Oh my God, he's doing the Vulcan salute. Yes. Uh, hello there, Captain Goodwill. That's, uh, some people call me a misunderstood monster or a cult leader. So yes, I thought it would be quite apt if I come through as Q. It's Q for Q-Ball, because I am bald, so it, it, it references all over the place. But yes, we pun? haven't swore yet, so we're doing well. <laughs> yes, we have We have not swore. We've passed the seven-second uh, barrier. That's why we have long intros, just so we are, we are covered. So... <laughs> um, do you want to usher in the new swear word, or shall I do it? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll be well behaved, as I am a Ooh. guest, which is, is so strange. I know yes. when I was on the guest for the Monsters episode, I was like, yes, I can't take over and just talk a lot of, uh, of plot. Um, You're in my which, house now. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am Goodwill's bitch today, so that's fine. Oh, God, don't, don't. Don't start the fan <laughs> fiction already. Jeez. He has, he has the power to mute me, guys. I have the power! <laughs> Oh my god, hello to everybody in the chat. We have got Adam Bailey, we've got the lovely Peaches, 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 Peaches. We've got <laughs> Becca in the chat. Hello there, Becca. We've got Beth. What cereal has she got this week? Only Beth knows. And everyone else who is watching, don't forget to click that like button below. And if you are not a subscriber of Nerdy Up North already, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Why are you, why are you here? What he said. Click that subscription button, flick that old bell of ours so you get an update on every time we upload a video because trust me, the momentum we've got at the moment, it's going to be every goddamn hour that we upload a video because I, we I, just won't I, stop. I'm just I'm just going to interrupt here because something looks a bit different about you today, Goodwill. Captain Goodwill, sorry. I don't know what you, you mean. Look, you're, you're looking not as frosty as normal. You're looking a little bit more auburn, shall we say. Are you, are you, the tips, what? what the fuck has happened to the tips? What's happened to your son? Uh, yeah, uh, it was hot. <laughs> so the frosted tips left because they were hot. So, um, yeah, I, so, <laughs> yeah, funny, funny, funny story about this. Um, I now have thick hair, which is something I never actually had until I left my former workplace due to stress and, Caffeine shampoo works, everybody, because now my hair is super thick, but it doesn't work in the summer. So the frosted mm. tips were plentiful, but very, very thick. So I was hot all the goddamn time. So I think you're giving off Will, Will Wheaton vibes at the moment now. Do you think? Yes. Do, do you think? Yes. I, I, Young Will. So that, I, I think I want to demote you. You're no longer captain. You're an ensign now. Well, <laughs> I, went, I went to Mr. Mott, the barber. That's a deep cut for TNG fans. I went to Mr. Mott down in the barber in the adequate. And uh, I, he just said, what do you want? And I said, well, have you got a fly mower? And he said, I've got a fly mower. I said, well, buzz cut me, son. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there are there are remnants, as you can probably see. Where's the camera? Uh, there, I can there see are why your hairline's certain... disappearing as well there. So. Wow, okay, that, that's... <laughs> 
bold of you to say that, but yeah. So uh, game recognizes game. Game recognizes it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a. Uh, you could probably see my scar. I've got a Harry Potter scar, deep cut for another franchise <gasps> as well. Yeah. I, I, He's the chosen one. He's the one to take us to the to the new place. I I got this scar uh, eleven years ago when a chav threw me into a set of steel shelves in a warehouse. Uh, All right. During a, a test for the Tesco warehouse, shout out to mm-hmm. the Tesco warehouse, um, and I cut my head open because right. he was he was having a fight with someone else and I was in the way and he just decided, oh, I'm just going to yeet this fella uh, straight. So away. you weren't even trying to like break it up. You weren't being like, oh, I'm good. Well, I'm a hey, superhero. I, was doing my I job. can stop everything. I was doing my job. I was stuck right. in those cages and not. I just got yeeted. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Goodwill sort out your hair. I'm trying to. It will be frosted in uh, two months' time before I bon voyage to the land of Americans and cheeseburgers. So... One day I will shave Goodwill's head. Don't worry, it will happen. No, you won't. So anyway, <laughs> how uh, how has your week been, Paul? Because it has been a busy old week for Nerdy Up North, hasn't it? Yes, um, we have been fighting back uh, lawsuit claims for trying to blind the audience at SunnyCon. Don't know what you mean, uh, fella. Uh, dodgy throws by uh, limp-wristed gimps, but yes. <laughs> what a thing to call Jay. <laughs> but yes, uh, we've had a marvellous turn and like a brilliant time at SunnyCon where we main, we actually main-staged a con as Nerdy Up North. That's now, crazy. take that in for a second. Just take that in. Um, That's insane where we've come from and where we are now to do a main stage at like one of the most high profile anime cons in the UK. Yeah. And which seated about 600. I'm not saying 600 people there, but there was, a, I would say a good 150, 180 people. Oh, there was sat and, listen, sat and listened to us talk shit. Then we attacked them with Pokemon cards, which, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <went> <laughs> well, the 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 law. <laughs> I, I'm now the uh, the star pitcher for the Major League Baseball, but um, the the laws of aerodynamics and thermodynamics were not on my side that day. Um, yes, and yeah, people were injured. <laughs> but the person who was injured, we made sure we put them backstage. Put them backstage, made sure they're all right, looked after them, yeah. uh, were very professional. Um, Goodwill beat himself up for a few days. Because um, it was Goodwill am. who attacked. It was Goodwill who um, who can't throw up a, sh- a toffee. Um, no, I can. I can. There was a downdraft. Okay. Can we, I can have a live down. demonstration on how you threw, please? I really want to see this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So yes. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, other than that, um, we just finished uh, putting the episode together for Monsters Up North, which mm-hmm. goes live on Monday. Um, which is a very good episode, and we do have a special guest on there, creature of the uh, creature from the ba- uh, black uh, t- tattoo. I think. Um, like I said, he's very well known in the horror community, and Sam mm-hmm. and Dan, like I said, were had a blast with him as well. Um, we have tomorrow, uh, you lucky nerds, I'm surprised you're not sick of the sight of us by now. So tomorrow we are going to be watching Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And we are going to be rushing home. Well, say rushing, it'll take Goodwill about three hours to get home from uh, Bolden to like to far off across the galaxy to your red car. 
Transporters. Uh, transporters. Uh, beam me up, Scotty. Um, oh, <laughs> so, yes. But, yes. Uh, so, we will be doing a review of that tomorrow. And then we have the Only Sunny uh, in Philadelphia uh, podcast, which is going to go off the fucking rails. That's just not going to think. It's gotta be and, yes, I wish I was as fabulous as Graham was at SunnyCon. And he was the highlight for everyone. Like, I've never seen anyone getting applause walking just on stage as Graham did. I was very jealous. The So, Science Officer Sinois um, mm-hmm. is... I, I should explain. Science Officer Sinois is currently working with Section 31 on an undisclosed mission. That's why he's not here this week. We send all of our love to Graham mm-hmm. as usual we we absolutely adore him here on the adequate and uh, near the mm-hmm. up north he uh, attended Sonic I mean anyone who attends a convention will know that if it's mild outside it is like the Sahara Desert on steroids inside a convention and it was uh, I would say warm at, at St. James's <laughs> Park which is an I was very moist very I was moist. very moist yes it was, it yes. was the, there was I was gonna wear this uniform, guys, and I thought yeah, no. He would have died. <laughs> our friend, our our very uh, close friend of Nerdy Up North, James, uh, came down with his partner from Edinburgh, who wore this very uniform. Mm-hmm. Bless his little cotton socks. He looked uncomfortable. I was in. <laughs> it was just because he was standing next to you. To be fair. <laughs> well, of course, yes. But uh, I, <laughs> I've got a phaser if you get too saucy, Paul. That's all I'm going to say. But um, he right. he came down in the tube, and it, it was set warm. phasers to fun. Set, set phasers to stunning. So um, <laughs> it was it was it was warm, and and Sinois, uh, attended in full drag, in mm. a full velvet dress because he is the velvet snatch. He it was had, a moist snatch that day. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a damp snatch. That's all I'm going to say. It was, uh, it was, it was wonderful. He got recognition. Also, a big shout out to Baron Levere who was there as well. Absolutely yes. love you, Baron. Fantastic to see you in person. Mm-hmm. But, but Graham, Graham turned up, and and how he did not turn into a, a puddle of goo. Uh, by mm. the end of that but i would the, the one thing i need to say to everyone we were backstage just before we were going to go on and someone came up to to Sinois and said oh my god are you part of the talent contest to which Sinois went no no i'm untalented and it was just <laughs> wonderful i i was in stitches but he got a round of applause when he attended when he came up the he came up the disabled ramp on the <laughs> stage <laughs> um, but huge huge shout out to sinos you are missed uh hopefully mm-hmm. section 31 will release you um mm-hmm. with, with with due uh with due here spectrum sanctorum is in the chat hello good evening good oh no good afternoon mm-hmm. because it is he is in new jersey mm-hmm. New York City. Hello, Joe. New, New Jersey. New, New Jersey. Oh, uh, see how, how, many, how many Americans I can offend with me bad accents there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get started, though, because I know most of the Discord group is in there, and I know we've sent them messages, but I just want to do a live shout and say thank you so much for your support last Sunday. Yeah. Everyone was there. Um, I don't think you'll ever know how much it'll mean to us that you did show that support and you were there and... Not only that, you you took part, you got in, you got into it, and we, like I say, do have a laugh, and we do take the piss a lot, but 
yous do have a very special place in my heart. So that's the soppy shit out of the way there. Now let's talk about fucking Star Trek. You you are <laughs> you are affectionately known as mm-hmm. the lovelies. The lovelies. You are the lovelies. Any mm-hmm. anyone in the Discord, you are my lovelies. Anyone who follows me on Twitter, you are my lovelies. Um apparently Goodwill's harem is taken. So mm-hmm. you are going to be called the lovelies. Uh Spectrum Sanctorum, yeah, good. Well, I'm going to Vegas, which is going to be 38 to 40 degrees that week. Joe, one, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely devastated I didn't book for August instead of September so I could be at Star Trek Las Vegas. Two, as a ginger, when it gets to 40 degrees, flames start appearing. So, say that X Files episode about spontaneous combustion that happened. That's yeah. what happens to Goodwill if he goes in the heat. Oh yeah, I I I I explode. I have to I have to reacclimatize. It takes. I'm I'm like uh, oh no I won't I won't mention. But I'm like deep sea divers that they have to acclimatize to air pressure. I'm the same with heat. I have to like. Whoa, gradually... we're not talking about that. We're not talking about deep sea air pressure. Wait. Divers, <laughs> not not submarines. Divers. Demonetized already. It's easier going to space. And it wasn't Graham this week, it was you. It's easier going to space in the bottom of the ocean. So <laughs> let's um Oh Adam's in Adam, the legendary nine and a half foot tall Adam who did who does the theme uh for Trekking Up North is in the chat. Hi check out his music below what i will say before uh, I'll, I'll get this out of the way now and then we'll dive into the episode last week star trek prodigy got cancelled by paramount we don't know why the decision was was taken but a load of shows greece uh the pink i think the pink ladies series of greece that was cancelled and rupaul's oh we like to call like the high school school musical remake yeah and rupaul's uh drag race spin-off was also cancelled right. there is uh, a petition going round uh, that has been promoted by our friends at Trek Culture. The petition is in the description below, guys. When you are finished watching uh, this episode tonight, please go sign the the petition to save Star Trek Prodigy because not only is it being cancelled, Paramount have removed it from Paramount oh, Plus. So although season two is in post-production, we have no idea if it's going to be aired yet or where it's going to be aired. Mm-hmm. So there is a petition down below. It's already got about 27,000 signatures. So it's it's quickly gained uh, momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, I think it, it's fast, it was a faster signing than Star Trek Legacy. Please go sign it. Show is the, it do you so, think Paramount's fucked, do you think, with all this stuff that's going on? There is the merger with Showtime, and there is also the fact that they are currently up against the wall financially. And I right. think that anything that is not performing out of the gate or is or has a slow uptake is being cut. And unfortunately, Star Trek Prodigy, although brilliant, all, it, it, the first half of the season was slow, but was mm-hmm. it was brilliant towards the end. Yeah. It, it was slow out of the gate. So I think we mm. need to show power. So wait, for, wait for Disney to buy the fucker out. <laughs> This, but this is this is the thing. This is the thing about Paramount. Paramount mm. watches. Paramount listens to the audience. They study and they they mm. watch silently what's going on. They've done it with Legacy. They did it with Strange New Worlds before Strange New Worlds was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Sign the petition. Hashtag Save Star Trek Prodigy. It's all down in the link below. Adam's music is down in the link below. 
as well because he is an awesome musician. He has done this. He's done the theme. He is going to be mm-hmm. doing more themes as well until he does Faith Write of a Heart. Write the theme tune. Make the theme tune. Yeah, he okay. needs to do. <laughs> There's he, a British comedy reference for the Americans. Sorry. <laughs> he needs to do Faith of the Heart from Star Trek Enterprise. So Adam, if you if you are still here, Faith of the Heart from Star Trek Enterprise, I will make everyone love that theme tune. But we are here to review season two, mm-hmm. episode three of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. So let's get into it because the first reference. Is in the title of the show because that is a reference to Macbeth, Act 5. Mm. It is a Macbeth reference. Oh. But we do see a little bit of a background with this because the previous episode we had Ad Astra per Aspera uh, to the Star Sue mm. Hardship where we had Un's trial for being genetically... Which was a very good episode. Very, very good episode. Which if you haven't seen last week's episode with me and Sinois, please check it out because mm-hmm. we went deep with, with that mm-hmm. episode. But it was an episode that deserved to be fully analysed and, and to go mm-hmm. deep with because it was Star Trek at its best. And this, again, this week is Star Trek at its best. We start off, we, mm-hmm. we do have a little quick summary of what happened in the last episode. We start off with La'Anne's La- La- personal log, going through her day-to-day mm-hmm. life as a security officer, a few bickering, Spock's playing music too loudly, and then yeah. we see her sparring with Mbenga, she mm-hmm. didn't go, we find out, to Una's sort of welcome back congratulations for being innocent party. And we're sort of like, right, so La'an is still not over Una lying to her and being genetically altered. Because we found out in season one, because I know Paul, bless his heart, has binged to, to mm-hmm. be on this episode tonight. And he's, he's binged season one. Where Can I just say, out. though, I, thankfully I'm glad I did, because... I, this isn't just a good Star Trek show. It is one of the best TV shows I have seen as well. Um, the cast is one of the best I've seen. Um, like the lead man, um, uh, like Captain Pike, Anson Mount. It, like, Anson Mount, like I say, he is a beautiful man. But he is yes. like he, he can tell how much fun he, he is having on this show, and I think that's what's coming across on this. Um, but I do want to make reference to this episode as well. It is just basically remaking uh, Star Trek. Uh, uh, movie four, uh, by, uh, with I just, all it was missing was some wheels. <laughs> the the one thing we love about the the one thing Trekkies uh, love is a good time travel episode, and um, they are mm-hmm. in more or less every single series. I I dare say, um, I think more in this show than others though, because that's what a lot of the focus is on is about time travel and stuff. So I'm, I'm, again, I know we'll get onto it later on, and like. Uh, like our views on like where the show is going but yeah i think time travels is like the the major theme of uh strange new worlds we've we've the, the the there is several overarching themes for star trek strange new worlds there is the inevitability mm-hmm. of pike mm-hmm. of yes. what he will become mm-hmm. there is the overarching time travel there, there mm-hmm. is a lot of time travel you know let's mm-hmm. let's get that out of the thing and there, there is more to come as we we have seen mm-hmm. um and the other one is sort of it's the noonian sing aspect mm-hmm. yeah uh, which we'll get into but time travel is is very much uh mm-hmm. strange it was but it was also 
in the original series we had gary seven city on the edge of forever we you know we had some of the best episodes of the original series were time travel episodes we had the guardian of forever uh mm-hmm. from the city of on the edge of forever so it's it's very much uh there and i think with this episode it was handled perfectly in the mm-hmm. way it was done but we'll we'll get into that because la'an mm-hmm. is sparring with umbenga uh he we it's clear that it's still not over um mm. what, what happened with Una. briefly before this scene though we do get a lovely bit of dialogue with pelia carol kane who i absolutely adore every tiny scene that she is in she just steals the show because there's there's one minor scene where they are going through Pelia's uh, possessions, which are all mm-hmm. antiques, artifacts, yeah. and <laughs> well, I still I... just wanted to turn into the fairy from Scrooge. So that's oh god, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, of of Festa's uh, misses from the Adams oh, yes. family as well, <laughs> but she's like, you know, there's like. They're going through the artifacts and Lan's going, oh, property of the archaeology department. Well, I used to work there. And tell the Louvre to stop calling me. This is a copy. And there's got like a, a really famous painting behind her and stuff. And she's like, oh, I, you know, when you live through all the natural disasters and economic downturns as I do, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know to keep your shit, basically. She's like, I've still got a place in Vermont in case all this socialist utopia turns out to be a fad. And I'm like, that's a great callback to like how the timeline is Star Trek where they've just got rid of money and it's like, mm-hmm. yes, we are all this. She's like, no, no, if this goes tits up, <laughs> I've still got a backlog, I've still got a warehouse of shit that I can flog on eBay. So mm-hmm. I'm absolutely... So yeah, I, I love that scene, but after the sparring, La'an is walking through a corridor, there's a flash of light and then we see a man dressed in a suit, a 21st century yeah, suit. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Like- like, like almost like a callback to Decker from Blade Runner with the, like the long jacket and stuff. That that was the vibes I was getting off from that. On that like on that, it's and it, when she when she says as well, it's not he's not being shot by a laser beam or a phaser beam. It's a bullet. He's being shot by a bullet. Bullet. Yes. And the first thing and the only thing he said to her, get to the bridge, hands mm-hmm. the device. There's another flash of light, like a a, a a pan of light, and then red alert kicks off. So mm-hmm. she does. What she instinctively does is go to the bridge, yeah. assuming that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. She goes to the bridge, and who do we see in the chair? Not the wonderful Captain Pike. We mm-hmm. see Captain James T. Kirk in command. Very skinny James T. Kirk. Very skinny James T. Kirk. Paul Wesley. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Paul Wesley in this episode. He, re- he fits Kirk like a glove. Much better than season one, I think. Yes, but... I had problems with Kirk in season one. Because it didn't feel like Kirk. I know yep. it's like pre-Kirk that we got, but mm. he's not as a, like as charismatic. He's, like I know it sounds bad. Like I, I I love Shatner. Shatner was my captain before. Like same thing. That's what I grew up on. So that's like the pedal still. You know, everyone takes the piss out of Shatner, but I still think him as Star Trek. Yeah. Um. But seeing another guy, I know. Like seeing the Kelvin verse, it was the Kelvin verse where we had uh, Chris, Chris Pine. Uh, yeah. Chris Pine. He kind of had that smarminess, that kind of reckless attitude. The Kirk we've got now doesn't quite have that yet. He's still very still a bit young. Yeah, and I know what, <laughs> I made the joke. He does need to fill out his uniform a little bit to really be Kirk, if that makes sense. Because if yeah. he's going to fight a Gorn and get his shirt ripped, he needs to have the chest. Because at the moment, it would just be. 
You need a girdle, yes. Yeah, we, we absolutely need a girdle. But yeah, so she goes to the bridge and finds that Pike is in command of the Enterprise. Things are starting to change. There's little subtle nods, like the, the computer displays are blue instead of gold, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a little nod. The badge is the different badge. and, yeah, and yeah. everything like that. After the intro, uh, they are hailed by a mysterious ship. And I had a problem with this because we see Spock on the Vulcan ship asking for help. And I'm like, mm. why do we need to shoehorn? I mean, I'm... yeah, cynicism in me says Spock is the Vulcan because there is a contract and Ethan Peck needs a paycheck. And I'm like, but <laughs> we didn't need, if there's no. a Vulcan ship in distress, we didn't need to see Spock. It just, Spock. Yeah, yeah, it just could have been another Vulcan. Kurt, they're, they're asking for help. There, there is apparently a war with, going on with Vulcan and Romulus. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that Kirk is in command of the United Earth Fleet ship Enterprises. <laughs> that was a USS. really weird name. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was like, it's like... a mouthful. Yes, to, to say. It, it didn't. Fit, it didn't feel comfortable. It was like the Earth Fleet Defenders. It was almost yeah. like the Avengers of the Star Trek universe, so. the UEFS, or something like that. It sounds like oh. a sofa company. You know, go to UEFS yeah. for your for your sale. Get some dodgy deals there. Yeah. So <laughs> they refused to help the Vulcans. They said, "We can't fight a war on two fronts. The enemy. You know, <clears throat> we we wish that we could help you, but we can't." Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk takes Laan to uh, the ready room they have he, she explains that mm-hmm. things have changed this is not her timeline she has to go uh, a device was given to her and mm-hmm. she basically she, re- she she surmises that something has happened in the past to change mm-hmm. uh, the present because everything is different Kirk doesn't know who this Starfleet is he's part of the United Earth uh, fleet mm-hmm. Um and... It takes the news quite well, though, because to me, it would freak the fuck out. I'll be honest oh, with yeah. you. But he's like, oh, yeah, this sounds plausible. I just can't find you. It's like, so all the other like rational explanations that she's a spy, that she's like could be an, an, an enemy with some bullshit story. The button in the press could be like some kind of reactor or bomb. Yeah. But he's like, oh, yes, yeah, the story you're telling me sounds plausible. It's like... It's it, it's it's very dipl- <laughs> it's, it's a very diplomatic Kirk. Yeah. But at the end, he does say, well, we're going to have to have this device. We're going to have to analyze this device and send it to our engineers back at, you know, UEFS base or whatever he called it. Mm-hmm. She refuses to, to give it the grapple. The next thing, bang, the warped to an alleyway on in 21st century Earth. Kirk, Shatner would have been at home in an alleyway, though. That's why I... <laughs> being a Canadian as well, of course, he would have been here. Yeah. So, but Kirk, Kirk does the thing and he's like, he takes the device and he does, he starts doing this and I'm just like, yeah. it's not working. And he's like, oh, you broke it. You broke it. Well, I don't know. So they have an argument. Kirk is furious. Uh, mm. The device doesn't work. Laan again surmises that we must have been sent to this area this time for a reason and the device won't send us back mm-hmm. so again there is going to be an attack uh, mm-hmm. which changes the timeline which she's already been told they have they have to stop it yeah turns out they are in toronto yes not new york not new york as, <laughs> as kirk says because he's like oh it looks like mid 21st century new york and she's like you're kidding and just points to a sign that clearly says toronto <laughs> and I'm like, come on, dude! Like, how we? But then she's like, oh well, have you have you never been to Earth? Mm-hmm. 
because like this is this is toronto the biggest city in what used to be called canada and he's like i've, I've never been mm-hmm. to earth he's like she was like you know where were you born oh i was born now there's a little bit of an issue here because he says i was born on the uss iowa not the uefs right iowa so i was like oh a little bit of a typo on that one but again referencing iowa where mm-hmm. the actual kirk was uh born yeah. um, they have to go to a clothes shop because they are freezing or kirk is freezing and they do yeah. look a little bit out of place i mean how skinny is kirk's legs how skinny <laughs> is paul wesley have you seen them um, they're, they're like the, that. someone if, if we should get a campaign going now someone please f- feed that man that guy yeah. needs a good feeding someone feed positive more hot dogs for paul paul wesley <laughs> no actually no maybe don't phrase it like that but more, more food <laughs> Oh God! More food for Paul uh, Wesley. Yes. But they go into a store. Uh, I was going to say I've had enough food. Look at this. Yes, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm I'm getting there again. I need to hop on the bike again because I'm starting oh. to chub out a bit. So That's not a nice thing to call. I was going to say someone's name. There. I was going to no, I'm not going to get that lawsuit oh, done. Now. Don't get demonetized. <laughs> don't get us demonetized. Yes. Uh, Spectrum sign talk. Finally leaving New York alone. Yes, but strangely enough, we don't get a lot of New York in Star Trek. I found. No. Um, because in beta canon it was nuked to all heaven in uh, world mm-hmm. war three that's what that's what i have led to understand but they go to a store because they need to change the clothes to look less conspicuous kirk struggles with the revolving door which i was like <laughs> i found it quite funny she's like have you never you have you never seen a revolving door and he's just like i'm from space mm. yeah. <laughs> like okay yeah then they wouldn't have revolving doors on the starship i guess they clash clothes Mm-hmm. So Kirk has to change again. I it gets a bit pervy. It does get a bit pervy because <laughs> Leanne does have. I did actually write that down. Like Leanne <laughs> gets a pervy peak. Yeah. Um, Kirk comes out. I did like Kirk's outfit. I must say. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's got some good fashion. Good, good fashion. So this is the, this is going to be the weird, weird um, Goodwill dresses when he goes to America. Yes. Probably not as many layers, but still. Oh God, no! All those layers <laughs> in Nevada. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they find out that. In order to get the clothes, they need to exchange currency because when the time that they are from in, in both universes, there is no money. There is yeah. no money. So yeah. Laan tricks the security guard to think someone else is shoplifting and they just casually walk out of the store. Teaching and a like, whole load of people how to shoplift all over again. Yeah. So well done. Well and done. I, <laughs> and I'm like, did no one else see them just walking out with a bunch of clothes? Mm-hmm. And then they just bin it as well. They just bin the clothes. But they always say, like, in movies or, like, in things, if you act confidently enough, people won't react. It's if you act shifty when you're doing something, that's when you catch people's eye and you start thinking. That's how you get away with good grifts or good, like, good things is just basically believing in yourself so much that other people around you believe. It's like believing your own bullshit. So if they walk out the store confidently that they have bought the clothes, who is it to question them? And that's how uh, Nerdy Up North has become such a success. And if you, the other way as well, if you walk, we're whistling. Never like if you whistle, no one oh. ever sus- suspects you. If you just go, Jane Silent Bob us that. So yes. Wow. <laughs> life life hacks from Jane life Silent hacks. Bob. Jane Silent Bob style. Snoochie I am boochies. the clip commander, guys. <laughs> Snoochy boochies. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> do you want to fuck me? Uh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Laan basically says that they can't do that again. So yeah. they need to find a way to make money because money is exchanged mm-hmm. for goods and services. Flashback to The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Again, I have... I, 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 
please don't take this out of context, guys. I love this episode, but I do mm-hmm. think this episode has got issues. And one of the issues is this next scene. Kirk devises a way to make money. Now, how much money does he make hustling at chess? The question I've got with that as well, very same point, fair enough. You can hustle people in chess, great. Yeah. But normally you've got to put money down first yeah. to get in the game. Yeah. And he had no money. So how is he going to get there? Is he just pimping out Liana saying, look, uh, if, if I lose in this game of chess, you just get to spend half an hour in the battle league getting a hand job from her uh, or from him. Uh, you know, it is Canada, but yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh! They are a very friendly bunch, so yes. Oh! And just as Sammy enters the chat, we hear that. <laughs> what a way for Sammy to enter. Hi, Sammy. Um, Sammy's but, always entering that way. But yeah, so like, the, he makes a buttload of money from playing mm-hmm. chess. And I mean, he does say that it's 2D, it's 2D chess, it's idiot's chess. This is a reference mm-hmm. to 3D chess, that what they play in the future. But I'm like, like the following scenes, because they have a hot dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they have more than one hot dog. Oh my! But oh it's my. it. He watches the sun. I, I love that. I love the fact he watches the sunset. It takes a moment to appreciate that. It's something that he's never seen with his own eyes, um, mm-hmm. because he says, "Well, in my time, uh, the the there is no sunset. There is just ash that's going to mm-hmm. be there. It won't disappear for a thousand years." Um, and then he says to Milan, "My advice: don't skip mm-hmm. good hot dogs when you can get them." Mm-hmm. Yes. That hot dog looked delicious, by the way. Can I just It say? did look like a nice hot dog, but saying that though, I have been to Toronto before and their food is amazing. Yes. One of the best places I've ever been, like food wise. Um and as a fat lad I know good food. Oh. Poutine is nice as well, yes. See, this we we're missing a trick here because you, you started food reviews on Nerdy Up North. <laughs> International food reviews need to you need to ah. be oh, you could be like, oh my god. Could you be the guy? Yeah, I mean, the, what's, he, what's he called? I uh, think he brought, brought in whatever it's called, the layover. Uh, that TV show. Anyone who watches, like, unfortunately, he's passed away, but it used to be on Netflix called The Layover. He used to spend 24 hours in a in like place all over the world. We used to show you the best places to eat. Sorry, I'm going off and Ad- oh, Adrian no. Brody, in, Adrian Brody in, I think it was called. It was a famous chef. Adrian but, Brody, I believe. I'm yeah, not sure. Um, but honestly, some of the food there, The Layover, check out, good show. <laughs> Sammy's asking, has them tips be refrosted? They will be refrosted in September. Um the the <laughs> series one of the frosted tips has has concluded. We're on a summer break and uh, normal service will resume in September. He's he's just frosted the other tips where you can't see at the moment. So anyway, oh, yeah, the, the food in there <laughs> the it, it looked nice and he goes back for another hot dog. But again, yeah. the next scene leads me to the question again. How much money did he make from chess? Because that was a yeah. goddamn penthouse suite in Toronto. Mm-hmm. That is it's not cheap. cheap. What? Toronto is quite cheap. Is it's it? probably the cheapest holiday I've ever had. Really? I know this is probably going back nearly 15 years, but I got five days, uh, five nights in Toronto for under £500. <gasps> that was including flights. Making mental note. Mm-hmm. Uh Adam Adam Bailey says uh, no ketchup or mustard on the hot dogs or oh, yeah oh, there was good. it was underneath was it? oh was it underneath because uh, 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 oh. the, the, the clever in Toronto they don't put the ketchup on top 
They put it on the bun, so when you put the sausage on... Oh, yeah. it absorbs it into the bread. Yeah. Ah, see? see, these crafty Canadians, they know how to do good food. Yes, um, food tips by Paul. I'll, I'll help. Just the food tip. <laughs> so, just the tip. <laughs> Dead many a time, too many people. <laughs> yeah, too hot dog Paul over here. So, um, yeah, the, the, the hotel scene, like the, the, the nighttime scene in the hotel where... Like Anne can't sleep, so she walks into the living room uh, to see Kirk asleep on the sofa. There is a More lovely views. well, yeah. There is a there is a silent exchange, although they don't <laughs> know it. But I'm pretty sure in this scene they were aware of each other um, <laughs> because Kirk was also... always you can always feel someone watching you. <laughs> yes, that's why Paul never sleeps because of me. <laughs> but it's it's more <laughs> it's. <laughs> God, we're going to Tim Hortons tomorrow as well. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, so Kirk knew that La'an was watching. And this is the first, like, will they, won't they? Because it's mm-hmm. clear now, it's evident that, that La'an has got the hots for Jim Kirk, as most women do in the uh, 23rd century. I'm not surprised he went for it, because, after all, she wasn't blue. <gasps> green? Green. Oh, was it oh, green? Sorry. Green, yeah. yes. That's yes. no, a oh, green lady. Per- Kirk did everyone it's 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 well established there, there are many kirk children uh across multiple universes kirk, uh, loads of kirks across the universe boldly going where all the kirks have never been before oh, hey. but the next morning we see um there's a reference to sonic showers because in the 23rd century they have sonic showers they don't use water to clean mm-hmm. themselves um but then they they hit the nail on the head of basically they are there to stop the divergence in the timeline and Kirk says, well, this is the fork in the road. And if I help you, I cease to exist and my time cease to exist. Mm-hmm. And Anne makes the argument that, well, your timeline is a bit sucky. Yeah. In mine, at least we are a, a utopia. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I might not exist. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a touching thing where she goes, well, you do. And I've heard a lot of stories from your brother. And it's then we find yes. out that in his time, Sam's dead. That's, that's the turning point there, because that was a a well-crafted conversation because to be fair if kirk believes what she's saying yeah kirk wouldn't be going along with the plan because he was yeah. going along with it too easy i know he's trying to get home but he would be trying to resist or stop stop her from fulfilling what is because he wouldn't want his timeline to change as, yeah. as you said but that was a clever bit of writing i thought because it it takes away any questions or any like what people could go back and say, oh, this doesn't make sense. And it's a yeah. very cleverly done piece of thing. It's a good little shift with, with them as well, because you can tell they're friendly, you can tell they're getting on, but th- that would have always, like, say, played on my mind as well. But the fact that she mentions a br- his brother and he goes, and he and he stops and he goes, he's still alive. And that would, and you don't need to know anymore. You don't need to know how he died or where he died. Just yeah. the fact that, I think, and you knew from that moment that, now was on board yeah because she also said as well my earth still has sunsets yeah and it's like it's just those little quippy lines but to for him it cements the fact that well in her time sam george whatever you want to call him is still alive Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's becoming more and more evident that they need Mm. to prevent this so that the the right timeline because i mean well right to not better but the correct timeline needs mm-hmm. to be um 
restored. Satisfied, satisfied, yeah. Yeah. And I love the little playfulness with him as well because she ribs him about his name, Tiberius. And oh, she like, does later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 like they were talking about like, because um, as you said, they said, "Oh, Sam's name isn't George," and a bit of a joke about Sam and Tiberius being weird, weird names. Yeah. So uh, I was like, "Sorry, Sammy, if you're still here, you've got a dodgy name in the future." <laughs> Great reference to Star Trek Nine, though, because when Kirk's born in that film, they're like, "What should we name him?" "Oh, name him after your dad, Tiberius." No, it's an awful name. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Yeah, okay, I, I can dig that." But mm-hmm. as uh, as Kirk finds out that Sam's alive, the bridge in the background goes kaboom. Yes, very good explosion as well. Very it was good very explosion. impressive. Yeah, the bridge is obviously fake, guys. There is no bridge in Toronto that looks like that. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. I know being up north, we've had an issue with the bridges because Alveda's aim pet when they took down the transport bridge. They were like, oh my God, you've actually done it. It was like, no, CGI. <laughs> um, so yeah. Damn Germans and Geordies. Ah, that was Germans. <laughs> so yeah, uh, no idea what the bridge is called. It's completely nameless in this show. Um, the next scene, we see them go down to uh, the bridge, which has took them, apparently it's took them an hour to get to as well. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, time's a bit of a, an issue with this thing. But Laan confirms that she remembers this bridge exploding from history and so does Kirk. So mm-hmm. she goes, well, this is not the, the divergence point. No. And then when they are looking at the, de- the at the debris and the wreckage being pulled, they notice mm-hmm. that there's a, a weird pattern on one of the pillars. Yeah. Uh, they see a photographer taking pictures in the background. They ask her to zoom in, and mm-hmm. then it's confirmed. Well, like that's a photonic explosion. That's a photonic. Uh, that's the, the this confirmed that Kirk is blind as well because he's like, I can see this. He's good. I can't see anything, and it's like that little tit or tear thing. Yeah, that was a bit. That that felt a bit strange. Yeah, Kirk. Kirk has got long sightedness from from the looks mm-hmm. of it here. He needs to go mm-hmm. spec service. So, so they zoom <laughs> in, and Lan confirms that this is a photonic uh, explosion. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, no one in the 21st century has that technology. It's 100 years out yet. So, mm-hmm. where did it come from? They see that it's being loaded into a van. So, they go, well, we need to follow that van. And Kirk goes, follow, <laughs> follow me. And he's like, well, you can't just, you know, cars are not publicly owned. You can't just get one. And he's like, oh, I know. Nerve pinches a poor dude getting into his Challenger. And she goes, mm-hmm. well, how did you learn to know that? Like, how did you know how to do that? Great little reference here. I spent six months in a Denobulan prison with a Vulcan. Oh, I can also make plomeek soup in the toilet. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, who would want to eat soup <laughs> from a toilet? But um, great little... must when you when you've got to eat, you've got to eat, son. Well, I know. Yeah. So they steal the car. They are following mm-hmm. this black van. Um, and Kirk was shit at driving to start with. Yeah. He was shit at driving to start with, but pretty soon he was drifting that bad yeah. boy round the corners of Toronto, which I thought, good on you, son. Um, yeah, so this is this was probably the most Kirk we've seen, the Kirk ism, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the, they get stuck in traffic and the van just run, essentially runs a red or a police officer. Mm. So Kirk's like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. And then you know, this dude who couldn't drive at first is suddenly doing reverse 180s, J-turns, handbrake turns, driving recklessly through public spaces with people around them, and then wonders mm-hmm. why the police start chasing him. <laughs> I love the fact that, by the way, the, you can tell it's Canada because the police are drinking out of a Tim Hortons mug. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, yes, absolutely. The Starbucks of Canada. 
Mm-hmm. They pull over Kirk, and Kirk's like, "Oh, you misunderstand. My license is in my other pants." And I'm just like, "Oh, it's so." I was like, I, I actually thought I was watching a Futurama episode with, like, say, when I was making them type of jokes. I was like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> but as they're being arrested, though, we see the photographer from the from the bridge who yes. is harassing the police and she's like, ah, here you go arresting a civil defence lawyer, a famous civil defence lawyer. Oh, what are you doing? Mm. Very relevant to the times where the the police are being harassed by the press and they're being harangued mm. and stuff like that. But they change it from like like from being a black man to an American saying you're harassing an American type thing. So do you yes. like international relations and stuff? There, there is yes. Well, there is that thing in Canada, isn't there? There is a little bit of that going on in 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 Canada. Um, but yeah, so they 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 get called away. So they do let Kirk go with a warning, and I'm just like, this dude has just driven recklessly through like pedestrianized places. And but to be fair like, though, this is Canada, so oh, it's like, uh, long as you long as you. Be nice and be, be go along your merry way. Just just don't do it again. Oh, we're just gonna Naughty let boy. you. We're just gonna let you go, eh? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry. <Turn> boot. <laughs> sorry to all the Canadian listeners if there are any. <laughs> we love uh, just for this record. Just record. They don't have flappy heads like Terence and Philip. It's fine. No, that's absolutely fine. Uh, we shall not slag off any Americans, by the way, because my visa has been accepted. So I love you, America. What good will the terrorist has been allowed in No, <laughs> don't, because they check all the social media platforms now. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> which is really... One of my friends, friends actually had the visas revoked because they said they're going to paint the town red when they get to America on one of the social medias. And they thought, you're going to paint it red with blood? And so they actually revoked a, a, a visa. They're like, this is no, this is just a, like a saying. <laughs> Although it is optional for you to put down your social media they still check it mm-hmm. that's all i'm going to say and because i've got a hyphenated name as well it really mm-hmm. doesn't help matters so yeah this photographer apparently saves them from being arrested they introduce mm-hmm. themselves and sarah states that the bridge was blown up as a symbol of international cooperation the world is getting smaller human advancement and it was blown up to to sort of 180 that because it's like well if we blame it on terrorists we start attacking each other human advancement is slowed down and we can go on fighting each other instead of focusing on the real threat and she points Mm. upwards and i'm like this is where like conspiracy theories in the show sort of mirror real life Mm -hmm. in a sort of way because there are conspiracy theories where it's like yeah these things are happening to stop us from advancing as a species and i'm like yeah oh damn see this is where i had a little few issues with um oh go on with this episode because as you said i did enjoy it but it and as a whole, it, it, this was probably the more formula, formulatic, formula. I can't give words it now. Formulaic uh, episode that we've had in Strange New Worlds, because mm. normally the foreshadowing isn't as blatant as it was in this episode. Yeah. And aspects from like, <clears throat> if we go back from the very start of the episode, like talking about, like as you said, the. The new engineer, I can't remember her name now. Pellier. Um, Pellier, um, being interrogated about her wealth and t- saying like, oh, she, how she had them so many years ago. In Vermont. Foreshadowing. Yeah. In Vermont, foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, also, then, the same photographer 
saves Kirk and them from being arrested. And this is where my alarm bells start clicking and going, oh, fuck off, guys. Come on. Don't be that obvious. But we'll come to that later. <laughs> it's it's very... The the one thing I love about Strange New Worlds, it does... it It is the original series taken from the 60s and plopped into 2020 sensibilities. 2020s mm-hmm. sensibilities which is brilliant but yes you do get sometimes you do get the formulaic aspect mm. from the old shows mm-hmm. we had that in the last episode with the trial where the summarizing and they do the flashbacks mm. to like 10 minutes previous where una's like i was you know i was threatened for my life and, so, and it's like yes we know we literally just heard you say it so there there are those tropes mm. and i think yeah i, I do agree mm. with you that the, the formulaic mm. um I think Tools. this was more blatant than the others. Others yes. can be done quite subtly, but this was like, this is the first time I've felt it as a TV show, if yeah. that makes sense. The others have felt like felt like a continuation or telling the overall story. This felt like um, an episode out of time, shall we say. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. The next scene, the, the, the cafe, uh, mm-hmm. and this, this Sarah pulls out an iPad and says this is you know this is the evidence that we have got that the people that we need to be fighting are aliens and aliens who are deliberately slowing down um human uh, progression uh, to prevent us from going into space she shows a fella who was waiting 15 minutes prior to the bridge explosion and then it was the same fella who was loading the debris into the black van so they're mm-hmm. like right okay and then they flip over and then they see a ship and kirk sees a ship and he goes, where did you get this? And it's like, oh, it's, it's from someone who was trying to find the International Space Station, but it was a question of the right place at the right time. We know what it is. La'an doesn't know what it is because at this point in Strange New Worlds, in, in the Star Trek timeline, the that race has not been mm-hmm. revealed yet. <clears throat> after they leave the cafe, Kirk then divulge, divulges to La'an, after Sarah's left, that they are Romulans. And that yeah. Romulans are trying to uh interfere because sarah mm-hmm. says that you know that there's this, this secret cabal of governments who are hiding these attacks in exchange for alien technology and they are studying the technology here in toronto and there were rumors that there is even a cold fusion reactor powering this facility in order mm-hmm. to to study it kirk then realizes that well hang on a minute cold fusion reactor toronto the romulan involved there was a cold fusion reactor explosion in a few days time which wipes out toronto now i had a problem with this because i was like okay you remember that but surely as soon as laan said you were in toronto the first thing you would probably say is oh wow this must have been before oh, the explosion exploded. right so yeah. I, I sort of struggle with this that it took him yeah a few days to to realize realize it yeah yeah that that's why it, it, to be fair though you might have just been thinking with his penis as well because he was like i've got a hot last like i've just been down the shore with and it is kirk, it is so kirk. how how can i get my end away and let's not think about explosions just in that way just yet Damn but no I, I um i completely yeah i get that and sometimes as you said you're forcing the narrative mm-hmm. in a way um Excuse my uh, like stupidity here. When did the actual Romulans come into Star Trek? Because I know, as you said, the with the Strange New Worlds, there's no prior knowledge. I know they were in 
the first season when like we went in the into the future with Pike after yeah. he didn't he escaped his fate. But when did the Romulans actually make the like themselves known in the Star Trek um the, like in, in canon? The one thing I will say to you is there is absolutely no stupid question. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, don't think you're stupid with that. I am yeah. here to educate everyone who might not be <laughs> as hardcore as a Star Trek fan as I am. So I do the... like the Trek, though. I, I, as I've, as I've, as I can oh, well yeah. verse with anything. Yeah. So yeah. that that particular Romulan ship wouldn't have been familiar because there was the Earth Romulan War. So, so mm-hmm. Strange New Worlds in the original series take place in the twenty two fifties and twenty two sixties. There was a Romulan War between Earth and Romulus in the twenty one fifties. That's when this that, that's when the huge major mm-hmm. Romulan war took place. That's when yeah. the neutral zone was established. But mm-hmm. one of the the points of that war was humans never saw Romulans. They never right. actually saw the face of Romulans. So after the war, uh, the Romulans weren't heard of for a hundred years, up until mm-hmm. the original series. Uh, episode the balance of terror right that is when it's revealed that now the original series is obviously after strange new worlds Mm. with kirk yeah oh no yeah that's when you see that is when you Mm -hmm. see that particular ship the the romulan Mm -hmm. bird of prey uh and the romulans for the first time you see them and Mm. the crew of the enterprise see them for the first time because i mean if you haven't seen that original series episode please go watch it because it's mm-hmm. it's a great master and commander. Mm-hmm. It is a great uh, naval tactician episode, but it's mm-hmm. also it also deals with xenophobia brilliantly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Romulans we know why they look alike budgetary mm-hmm. reasons, but the Romulans look like Vulcans. Yeah. So there is a great deal of xenophobia within that episode where it's like, well, if they're Romulans, Spock might be. Mm-hmm. A Romulan, and then the xenophobia yeah. comes in. So at this point in Strange New Worlds, the Romulans haven't been seen for nearly a hundred years. They don't know what the ships mm. look like. Kirk says to La'an, that ship is a Romulan ship. Mm-hmm. But obviously mm-hmm. La'an is not in the original series, so we can sort of negate yeah. uh that. But that's always gonna be the sad bit when it comes to when we get to the original series. I, I think you and Graham said in a few episodes ago how many episodes or seasons we get with Stranger Worlds, the it's, characters it's that finite. we are falling yeah, the yeah. characters that we are starting to fall in love with might not always get happy endings, shall we say. But there is also pray be praise be to the gods at Paramount, there is also a lot of room for spin offs. In this era, mm-hmm. the great thing about the great thing about Star Trek is the the in universe timeline. It's like from twenty one fifty one to twenty four or two when Picard mm-hmm. finished, but there mm-hmm. are massive huge gaps within those within that timeline. Mm-hmm. So there, there's something called the Lost Era, which was uh, when the original series movies finished, and then when the Next Generation started. So there's like 60 70 years there and it's the same between the original series uh you know th- there's a lot of exploration mm. you can do uh, yeah. with other characters you know it's it's like marvel there's a there's a universe to explore like star wars a universe to explore mm-hmm. do you know what i mean there's a lot of spin-offs if the if the spin-offs are justified but yeah, yeah. Get, getting back to uh the, the romulan thing 
at this point in Star Trek history, the Romulans haven't been seen for nearly a century. So Lan wouldn't know who mm-hmm. they are, what they look like, what the ships look like. So Kirk goes, this is what Kirk and Leanne agree. This is the this is the divergent. The explosion of this cold fusion reactor is the divergent because Leanne never didn't have have a clue, didn't have a clue what was going on. So they need. um, Let me just find it. They, They need to find someone, an engineer in order to develop a tricorder to help them locate this cold fusion reactive uh, reactor before it's too late. And like you mm-hmm. quite rightly mentioned with the foreshadowing earlier, Laan looks at the telly and sees Vermont. And she mm-hmm. goes, I actually might know someone. Mm-hmm. They somehow... Being, Find the address. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they do explain that they, you know, how they find the archaeology department. But... Mm-hmm. For people with no passports, no identification at all, they somehow, and quickly I may add, get from Toronto over the American border, maybe had a stop It isn't easy. I've tried it. It's not not easy. easy. (laughs) It's not easy at all. Over uh, Over the border to America, via Niagara Falls probably, because it's Niagara Falls, and get into Vermont. Yeah. And they find the archaeology department... Mm-hmm. Pellier. Yes. So we see Pellier. And and again, yes, there, there are holes, but god damn it, Carol Kane steals every single limelight when she is on camera. Yeah. I love Carol Kane so much. <laughs> Carol Kane should be in everything. Get her in Marvel now. Get her she in Marvel. Be... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Carol Kane is for Professor Xavier. I'm saying it now. Well, well, Laanne says, you know. I know your I know your secret. Uh, talks mm-hmm. away into to getting into uh, Pelia's Pelia's place. Comes out with it straight away in the next scene that you know you're you're a lanthanite, mm-hmm. um, and that you, I know you're a lanthanite, and you stole that painting from the Louvre. And at this point, Pelia's like doesn't even say a word because like Arne's like I know you stole it a hundred years, two hundred years into the future. I fucking know you stole that. That is real. So, like, I'm so glad she's pulling her up on a bullshit 300, or 200, <laughs> 300 years before she should. Um, <clears throat> but she asked Pellier that they need help to find this cold fusion reactor. We need an engineer. And she's like, so why the hell have you come to me? I work retail. <laughs> she's like, I don't know about math. I ever studied math and said, you know, since Pythagoras came up with the crap. And I'm yeah. like, damn, how old is she? <laughs> Mm-hmm. To be like knocking, knocking around with good old Pythagoras in our Greece. She's seen a lot of things, but that, that again, there's a callback from when we were introduced to her as well, mm. um, and we found out why, like, like what's the worst thing about being immortal type thing? It's just the boredom. So that might have been the trigger point for her to become an engineer. Oh yeah, oh I, so, I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. So it's probably put that idea in her head now. It's like, right, these have come back to the future and says I'm an engineer. Let's see what this shit is about. So, yeah. So, Lan basically says, well, if you can't help me, we, we need to find something that will help us detect the byproducts of a cold fusion reactor, heat sources, mm-hmm. changes. And then she mentions um, uh, tritium mm-hmm. as, as a byproduct, to which Pellier says, wow, yeah, tri- tritium, tritium. They're in divers' watches. And immediately, I looked down at my wrist, and I was like, "Holy shit, yeah, 
Like, <laughs> so Goodwill's been walking around looking for a, a cold fusion reactor saying, are you yeah, yeah. Me, you son of a bitch? Because <laughs> I, 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 always, I always wear... Oh God, I have done for decades. I always wear divers watches and I was like, Christ, yeah, they are radioactive. Mm. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so she pulls out this divers because she's like, oh yes, because tritium's in divers watches and, you know, they were, they're all a fad in the 80s, which, which they were. Mm. Um, and then Kirk explains that, well, tritium... Uh, Lasts for about twenty years before uh, before failing and decaying, uh, mm-hmm. and then Lan goes, "Oh well, the dial's supposed to be covered in something to make it reactive, a phosphorus." So she mm-hmm. goes, "Well, if we expose it to the air, we will be able to find a cold fusion reactor based on the react based on the glow of mm-hmm. the diver's watch." Yeah, and I was like, "Right, okay, that you know that's fine." Fine checks out. Science bitch. Science bitch <laughs> heads back to Toronto. <laughs> Yeah. Heads back to Toronto, goes back over the border. Yeah. Those Mounties not stopping them there. <laughs> due south, due north. Due south. Due north. There's a spin-off. I'm going to do a spin-off about due south. Oh, can we talk about due south? Yes. Do an episode just Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at the box set right now. Oh, due, due south. It had the best theme tune. I'm not, I can't even remember. Due I stopped. south. Mm. That's the way I'm going to. Why didn't they play that during that no, scene? That should have been. Uh, we have to write a petition now to get oh, a Star Trek Due South crossover. Shout out to Diffenbaker. Shout Diffen out to Baker. Leslie Nielsen. May he rest in peace. Who was the yes. ghost? Um, <laughs> God, what, what a tangent. Tangents without Graham. Jesus. The, um, we would have liked Due South. Oh, who doesn't like Due South? Uh, yes. Any any Jew South lovers in the chat, please. Please shout tell out. us no. Shout out, but uh, who would like a Jew South episode? Yeah, we'll <laughs> so put Archer on the back Jew, burner. Jew South episode and an Archer episode. We'll put Archer on the back burner. We'll get on Jew just as an excuse for me to binge Jew South again. Right. Because there's also a callback to Battlestar Galactica in Jew South, but I'll get into that when I get a Battlestar Galactica series. God damn it! I can link anything it's to anything. Greenlit. God damn it! I'll, I'll give you the. I know it's been greenlit. I just don't have the time. Anyway, they go back to Toronto and they are just walking around Canada's biggest city trying to find a cold fusion reactor. And again, okay, it is it is a it is a plot hole, but it is there. They've got no other way, so the walk and the walk and the walk. This is a lovely scene though between Kirk and Laan. <clears throat> because you can see Laan. Is like, what if I can bring you back to my time? Because Kirk's Kirk's resided to the fact that once they mm-hmm. set the timeline right, he is not going to exist. Mm-hmm. And Laanne goes, well, what what if I can bring you back to my time? And she, yeah. we do see a very rare <clears throat> vulnerability of Laanne, who has always yeah. been hard nosed throughout the series. That you know, she puts up a barrier, and it gets lonely. But she's got a pervy a pervy instinct towards Kirk. Who wouldn't? But yeah. it's, <laughs> but anyone uh, in the chat would you turn for Kirk? <laughs> Peaches, I love you, South. Becca loves yeah. you, South. Friend mm-hmm. called a dog different Baker. I made a I made a Mountie uniform cake once. You made a Mountie uniform cake, right? That's it. I'm getting a Mountie uniform. It's because she wants to mount you. <laughs> hey, I do call An- I do call Anson Anson Mount me. Anson yeah, Mountie. So. Anson Mountie now. Anson. So Ma- get- the Jew South re- in, a, in, a, yeah. in a Jew South rebake, right? And some mountains the main star. I famously <laughs> pride myself. I famously pride myself as captain of the USS Adequate in getting Strange New Worlds greenlit, 
as being right. the brave boy that I am and speaking to Anson Mount at, Dime, at, at Destination Star Trek Birmingham and asking him, mm. do you want to do this? Yeah. I got a round of applause and everything. Due south, I'm going to do the same thing. And it's going to be <laughs> Anson Mounty. Anson Mounty, yes. Anson... <laughs> oh, the photoshops I'm going to do later. <laughs> He's in Toronto, Paul. He's in Toronto. They can film it next to Strange New Worlds. It could be the crossover we all need. Oh, my God. What happens if they say... What happens if they say that Pike goes to the menagerie, goes to Talos 4, lives mm-hmm. out his life, and he lives his life as a 21st the century 21st century Mountie? <laughs> this show writes itself. We've got the Star Trek connection. We've got... Oh! We'll have a, we'll have a cute dog as well. Paramount. <laughs> everyone, everyone tweet Paramount now. Okay? Get well, them on the horn. Good. We'll get no. We might get producer rights or some kind of like special rights. I don't know. It's nerdy up north affiliated. Yes. It's that. Oh. Wow. Okay. You can be the crazy cop, buddy. You can oh. be the like. You, you you can star in it. You can be the crazy cop. Yes, because I love driving muscle cars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And can you imagine Anson Mount saying thank you kindly? Oh. And being your best friend, and you be giving them good sass. Goodwill has it all planned. Yes, Becca, I do. I'm currently... I've got <laughs> my notes right here. I'm going to start doing due self in a minute. Anyway. Um, due self fan fiction with Anson Mountain Star Trek. Anson Mountie. Anson Mountie. That's what his new name Anson is now. Anson Goddamn Mountie. God, if I ever get Anson Mount on Trekking Up North, that's the first thing I'm going to say. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I talked about pie with Mark. I will talk about Mounties with Anson Mountie. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> anyway. <sighs> right. <laughs> so they're back in New York looking for this cold reactor. New York, Toronto. Toronto, yes. Oof. All right, Paul Wesley. Oh my God, you Paul Wesley. Oh no. Oh, it's all gone wrong. It's we've gone into due south exactly. territory. Wheaton. Wheaton. <laughs> yes. But like Arne and Kirk kiss. Yes. That that for me was a genuine kiss as well. Not not genuine in subtle. real life, but it was. It was yeah. quite subtle. It was quite nice. It it didn't feel out of place. Sarah's just said, I've got the Hawaiian shirt. I've got more than one Hawaiian shirt, Sarah. Don't you worry about that. I've got an entire 20 season run. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it, it was a lovely kiss, which was interrupted by the glowing diver's watch. Uh, because, you know, as you're about to smoochy, smoochy, smoochy boochies, mm-hmm. they turn out to be right on top of a cold fusion reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they walk into a building, and the building is the Noonien Singh Institute for Cultural Development. Yes, and Kirk didn't know anything about it. No! Like, who's yeah. Noonien Singh? Because in his yes. time, there is no Noonien Singh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so consumed with... Uh, <laughs> With, with, with Anson Mountie now, yeah. so yes. But they, they, see, they see a gentleman uh, place a hand in the pad and walk in. So, mm-hmm. so Anne postulates that maybe with mm-hmm. her DNA she can do it. So she tries it and she goes, oh, it must be a DNA marker that allows me access to the mm-hmm. facility. As she does, we hear the cocking of a gun. And who is stood behind them with a the gun, Paul? The foreshadowing uh, activist who was telling Sarah them all the about aliens. Yeah. Who was... Da, 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 a Romulan. She was a Romulan. She and was a Romulan from the future. 
From the future, she done a full fry, but she didn't sleep with her grandmother. Yeah. So she admits that Romulans have been slowing down humanity's progress in order mm. to prevent them from going to the stars. So yes. Kirk being Kirk says, you can shoot me. That'll trigger the alarms. That'll trigger mm. the guards. And you will not get in to this facility. Sarah yeah. goes, are you calling my bluff? Mm-hmm. He goes, try me. And she just straight up slugs him in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, I wasn't, damn. I wasn't expecting that. I thought, that, like I said, that was a bit bit of a surprise. But that was, like I said, wonderfully played by Lexia um, Kirk as well. Because that was, <clears throat> as we mentioned earlier, Kirk in the first season wasn't the Kirk we all know. I think but, Paul Wesley uh, was struggling with the role in the first yeah. instance. Yeah. Mm. But, but now we're getting... We're getting Kirk. We're getting the Tiberius twat uh, that we used to, um, and I love the arrogance of it as well. That's yeah. thing. That's one thing I always loved about Kirk was his arrogance, because his arrogance and his charm and his like libido got him out of pretty much any problem oh, he yeah. had. And I was kind of like, yes, this is going to work, but then it was like, fuck, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, his sense of humor, even to his even to his dying breath in this where he's just like oh yeah not bluffing and it's just like <laughs> you've been shot and you're dying and he just has to get that that final mm-hmm. quip out i do love the fact he says say hi to sam for me mm-hmm. and then you, you see i love the audio in strange new worlds but i love like this scene where he's passing away and as he's passing away like Arne's voice gets more muffled and more muffled and more muffled mm-hmm. and then snaps back when Sarah goes, oh, you know, this is worth it, killing the infamous James T. Kirk. Mm-hmm. Because she knows, like, obviously she's from the yeah. future, she knows exactly how famous she is. Mm-hmm. Sarah then drags Laan into mm-hmm. uh, the facility, which, by the way, how long does that door remain open without anyone... They had a good fight, it? though, as well. Like, the, the combat Straight scene into the this, yeah. Scene, yeah, was, was really well done. <clears throat> and like, like I said, and she held, holds her own against the Romulan as well. Which it was impressive, but we knew she was always going to get overpowered. Yeah, because just be- just before the fight scene, uh, Lan goes, "Well, are you going to blow up the core fusion?" She goes, "Oh, well, that was Plan A, but now I don't need a grenade; I need a scalpel." Instead mm. of going to the reactor, they go to the genetics laboratory, and you're just like, "Okay, Nuni and Singh, genetics laboratory." They go mm. down a corridor, and there we see a door mm. with Khan. Yes. And I, I did get goosebumps as well. I, I was like, four. Yeah, I, I went, oh shit, they're actually going to go there. But mm-hmm. then I got subtle hints because you saw the child drawings and then yeah. you saw the way, like, the way Khan was written and you're like, mm-hmm. he's still a child? Yeah. But then, so at this point, like right at this point, my mind, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. in the original time the original thing khan escaped earth in 1996 after causing mm-hmm. the eugenics wars and blah 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 blah. so i was like so why is he a child now what's going on has there been some time traveling shenanigans which sarah and big props to the showrunners for this as well mm-hmm. and the writers the eugenics wars has been one of the most contentious elements of star trek since the 80s because mm-hmm. In the original series, it was nineteen. It was in the mid, mid, early to mid nineties. The eugenics wars happened. Millions were killed. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, the nineties came and went. Yeah. And they didn't really address it. It was it was talked about in certain shows, but never really addressed. And they were like, "Oh, it was a Cold War it, thing. It wasn't an all out war." It's a hard one to discuss, though, as well, because I know that like they do wars, but this is more personal, more internal. So, and like as you said, the the, the conversation with genetics and like it, it can bring up some of the things. So, I, th- I think purposely they might have stayed away from it just to try and not stoke any fires. They, they could have, but I, I I do believe it's more of a continuity issue, right? Because yeah. obviously, the nineties have come and gone. They are thirty. Yeah. 33 years mm-hmm. um and what the writers have done in 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 providing the script has you know because sarah says this there is there has been events that mm-hmm. have been omitted and then events have been self-inserted you've had the temporal mm-hmm. cold war this was supposed to be done in 1992 i've mm-hmm. had to wait 30 years for yeah. to do this so i'm like right so to get around the continuity issue of the eugenics wars they are saying that the temporal cold war which was heavily featured in star trek enterprise has meant that the timeline has changed mm. but it has changed where they instead of the the eugenics wars happening in in the 90s it is yet to happen pr- mm-hmm. past 2020 which yeah. is sort of like the, one of the prevailing theories like after the 90s in beta canon was the eugenics wars was the uh the uh the initiate the initiation of world war three mm-hmm. so you had this war that spilled over into a global war mm-hmm. so i'm like I can, i'm sort of okay with that and if if you just say to, to quote Do- doctor who wibbly wobbly time travelly stuff to justify that in in a subtle yet clear way for Star Trek fans, I'm like, yeah, okay. Because Star Trek up to this point is like, oh, eugenics wars were the 90s, but we won't go mm-hmm. into it because it's a canon headache. And they're just like, well, the Temple Cold War, everything chop and change. So this major event yeah. hasn't happened yet, but it hasn't really changed much. So it's kind of anyway. like a fluid in time. It's basically any type of events that can happen. Like the eugenics wars has to happen it has to but happen to like, have but, a, the the star not, trek we know but it doesn't yeah. have to happen in the date that you did, think think it does so it can yeah. be moved about so it's like fluid it's like string theory or like it's it's, it's 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 sort of like uh cyclical time like Battlestar goes into this where all of this has happened happened before and all of this will happen again there is a preset of events that always mm. lead to the same destination and the same conclusion and it's sort the sort of say with the eugenics wars yes it's been changed but the events will still happen mm-hmm. which will lead to a war three which will lead to blah 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 and you're like yeah okay but that because because that like, leads us to like the point that we're trying to make with khan like khan's is a focal point in time where yes. um like there'll be other ones as well like they mentioned about like in a previous episode pike having to go through his thing it's a focal point in time if you change that it changes the rest of everything. There's a lot of things that it can change that it won't have as much. But it's it's it, a great... It, it, it's an excellent plot device for the writers to have in order to modernise stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they could just turn around and say, Temple Cold War. 
Yeah. That's what that happened. You know, like the, the there is daft like stuff. A get out, get out, it's like a get out of yeah. Um, you know, like get out of jail free card of a monopoly type thing. The 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 reunification of Ireland is supposed to happen in two thousand and twenty four. Mm-hmm. If it happens, brilliant. If it doesn't happen, future Star Trek can say Temple Cold War. Yeah. That's what. That's what. So they they. But like I said, the 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 journey is different. The destination remains the same, which yeah. is like yeah. okay. I'm up to that. So getting back to the show, the the ultimatum given uh, by Sarah is open the door. We need to kill Khan. Laan reveals that my surname is Noonien Singh. And my mm. legacy is genocide, torture, and me. And mm. then Sarah basically justifies mm. that, well, if we kill Khan, you don't have the stigmatism of his legacy. You don't yeah. have the the baggage that comes with that surname. Mm-hmm. But La'an is starting to to understand, as most people do when you talk about time travel, because there's always that trope of, if you had the ability to time travel, would you go back and kill a certain Austrian maniac <laughs> who we shall not name. And everyone's like, well, you could, but the events that took place because of what happened... How do you know the person who comes after him is not going to be worse? Yeah, and how do you know that the technological advancements that happened because of the events that they started would not mm-hmm. happen? This is, this is <clears throat> I like to say, this is the fallout syndrome where mm-hmm. fallout's timeline is like, this is what happened if the microtransistor didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And this is why everything looks like the 50s, because nothing... Progress was very slow because of this. And it's like, mm-hmm. if the famous Austrian hyperactive dude didn't do what he needed to do and didn't exist, would we have the the world mm. we have? Just imagine if have. someone never in, insulted his artwork and he didn't get upset and decided he wanted to kill everyone. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. So La'an is realising that, yes, in order for her world to survive, Khan has to survive. The and fight... has to go yeah. through everything that, that she goes through. Yeah. For a bit. It's like, it's, it's as, as you said, the Spock episode as well, um, the needs of the more uh, the needs of the of many, many, outweigh many the, needs, outweigh of the needs of the one, all the one. Yes. yeah. And it's so the the great fight ensues as we as we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. Like Anne shoots uh, Sarah. Sarah has the Romulan equivalent of a cyanide pill in her neck, which yeah. dissolves her. That was freaky as fuck. That was very. <laughs> that was whoa, yeah. But yeah. Anne goes into the room with the gun, leading yeah. the audience to believe. Is she still thinking about it? And then we hear... Now, I got chills at this. Then we hear Khan as Mm -hmm. a boy. He's like, are you here to kill me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, they are actually showing us a a child version of Khan. Mm -hmm. And then in the splits, like in the the moment where she's considering it, she goes, no, you're just Mm -hmm. a boy. But that's it's a double-sided meaning because she's looking at Khan. She's going, "You're just a boy. I wouldn't kill you." But for us, she's like, "He's just a boy. How can I kill him?" It's it's one of them things as well. Like, would you be tempted to say, give him a slap across the face as well, and say, "Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't don't break yeah. mass genocide." <laughs> but this is the thing because she asks, "Are there others with you?" And he points to a picture now. 
in Star Trek, it wasn't just Khan. Khan only controlled a quarter of the the planet. Yeah. Um, there were more augments that controlled mm-hmm. the planet, and it's like, yeah. yeah. And again, it's it's like you just said earlier, Paul. If you kill Khan, what's to say whoever takes their place would you know weren't as mm-hmm. bad or mm-hmm. even worse? Yeah. So Laan spares his life and says, you're exactly where you need to be. The device mm-hmm. turns green and she warps out. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. She left the goddamn gun on his desk. No, I didn't. She left the gun. You know, let's just leave a gun in a kid's bedroom and see what happens. To be happens. fair, he was a clever guy. He probably could have made a gun by himself. So. Yeah, very true. true. There's a lot of scientific formulas uh, yeah. displayed all over the room. But she mm-hmm. warps out and goes mm-hmm. back to the Enterprise. But is it her Enterprise? Yes, and that was the scary thing that the nerves kick in. Yeah. Is is, is a boy toy going to be there in the chair? But no, it was our boy toy. It was <laughs> it was Anton Mounty and his fabulous yes. quaff arguing with mm-hmm. Pelia and Una. Uh, Pelia just by basically said, well, the Statue of Limitations has expired now in regards to the painting from the Louvre. Um mm. Laan confirms that it's you know it's hers and Pike's like, well, you're out of uniform. What's going on? Oh, I was just conducting some chess, but Pelia recognises. That was my question because Pelia looks at her. I yeah. was expecting an interaction with them. Yeah. We didn't get that interaction. Potentially in a in a future episode. Possibly, but after what comes next, it yeah that like that's when it because <laughs> again. The... Because yeah. that's the final scene, isn't it? They go mm. back to uh, like Anne goes back to the quarters where the uh, Department of Temporal Investigations are there. Um, also, a quick, quick ah. shout out to that device, by the way. The yeah. you know the little graphic that it shows. Mm-hmm. That is copy and paste from a Star Trek Voyager episode uh, from the twenty ninth century mm-hmm. from the USS Relativity. Becca's probably mm-hmm. got to appreciate that. It's so it's it's you know I love the fact that they've shoehorned mm-hmm. that in as a as a nod to like yeah you know this is this is the future but this is the future you still know. Um, this this always brings to me because when they do things like this, fair enough, it it, it ties everything up in a nice little bow. Mm. But then it opens up a lot more questions for me because I'm a bit of a dick when it comes to these type of things. So I think well, if it's happened now. Mm. Why did it not happen a few episodes ago when Pike was shown that when when Pike from the future came back to tell tell him like if he doesn't sacrifice or doesn't again that's changing it so wouldn't they be there to place that aspect I again suppose, when yeah. the other aspects when they went back in time to do things on other episodes or other movies like the Star Trek where were these guys then what were they fucking doing were they having a day off then or was it like yeah. I suppose maybe they didn't detect them, which is right. a, it's, it's a flimsy excuse. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um. But because we got this with Cisco in the mm-hmm. the the you know uh, the trouble with troubles in DS Nine, uh, mm-hmm. where the the Department of Temporal Investigations, and it's like, yeah, where were they for the the Balance of Terror remake? Mm-hmm. They they weren't there. They might have been there. We we don't know. They could be. In, yeah. They could have been behind the scenes. But they advise Laan that she can't mention it to anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. And Laan just loses her shit. That you know she's yeah. had to 
the people she has sacrificed so that he may live. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the woman goes, well, you were not supposed to know about any of this. You were not supposed to know about all of this. You you have you have done what you needed to do to preserve the timeline. So, but that's the thing when it comes to time travel. This is because because for me to make sense, everything has to happen in the way. So, in essence, she was always had to go back because they said the bomb was always going to go off because it was high technology. Yeah. If Sarah was involved with the bomb, so L- Lana and Kirk were always meant to go back and stop that from happening. Yep. So that, like, in every single timeline, that was meant to be happening. So if the, for her to say you weren't supposed to know, that's bullshit because she was supposed to know because she was always meant to fix it. It's, I, this this is, this is Star Trek treating time as linear. Yeah. And not treating time as, as fluid, which right. what most science fiction does. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the current theory is, oh, multiverse. Uh, the current theory yeah. is, though, Every, you know, like a separate timeline exists in its own universe. So that's why you've got mm-hmm. the Kelvinverse, because there was a divergent. Yeah. The Kelvinverse existed. You know, mm-hmm. this was, it was directly referenced in I Star like Trek. I like my Discovery. time travel, as, like, I like, like a lot of things, very simple. Back to the future style. Linear. Keep it like that. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> it, keep it linear. Um, yes. So the, she hands the device. Mm-hmm. The the Department of Temporal Investigations leaves, and we see Laan contact Kirk. Actual. This is the first time in Strange New Worlds we have seen proper in universe in time, Kirk. That was very sweet. I thought as well. I love that. Kirk, Kirk could have just went, "Who the fuck are you?" But he went all sleazy and was like, "Hi, this hi there. Come and take, come and come come and get me a drink sometime." <laughs> Where was your brother born? Iowa, same as me. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but the, the, right at the end when she just breaks down. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I felt for her because s- someone who she has let in mm-hmm. has gone. And yeah. the version that she has spoken to is not her version. Because mm. Kirk's coming back this series, we know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. When he does, that is going to be an interesting scene between them two. Yes. They're going to do it like, as... Um... The best police commissioner in Brooklyn Nine Nine always here. They're gonna bone, bone, <laughs> bone. squeak. So, uh, but no. Overall, the the episode, although formulaic, we will mm. say that. And there were some holes, shall we say, mm. in terms of huh, time, travel, mm. distance, money, everything like that. On the whole, another solid episode. From, no, from it's great. It, it wasn't one of my favourite episodes. Like, mm. see, from the first season, there wasn't a single bad episode. I'm not saying this was a bad one. This one felt like it was trying to take it in a direction, or at least hint in directions. But it it didn't feel like it. Like almost this season's been a bit strange. I'll, I'll be honest. Like the first episode when Anson Mount disappeared, that was like it was a good episode, but I was like didn't seem right now again yeah. the, the, another episode where Anson Mount's not are involved heavily where again I don't know if there's been like issues with having him on there's a there's things. a there's a there is a there is a genuine reason and it, it is it is lovely it's his partner gave birth right at the filming of season two 
So, right, okay. Um, so that makes more sense now, yeah. Cause... Yeah, so he wasn't around uh, a lot for the first half of filming. Mm-hmm. But in a, to play devil's advocate here, yes, the first episode, Pike should have stolen the Enterprise. And mm-hmm. I do believe I do believe that was probably what was originally written. Mm-hmm. Um, but without Pike, without such an awesome presence, we allow mm-hmm. other cast members who haven't really had much time to shine take mm-hmm. their stage. So we've we've allowed Laan to have her episode. We are going to get an Ortegas episode, which everyone has been mm-hmm. clamoring for since season one. Ortegas mm-hmm. is going to get a time to shine, who's the, the helmsman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That is what, for me, that is what Star Trek does best, where, yes, you've mm-hmm. got the captain, yes, you've got the first officer, but the episodes that thrive are the episodes where we explore the backstory and the characters of the mm-hmm. ensemble. So we had it in Voyager, we had yeah. it in DS9, TNG, everything like that. That but, is what... Yeah, I think with this one, I know given the Khan backstory, that was always important. But to me, it felt like given a love interest now, so that's going to be the connection like going forward. I think my question to you, and I know, I know I um, like Ask a lot away. of people can always discuss, where do you think this season's going to go? Because there's been lots of hints, like from Bone Battleship in the background to now Khan, to a lot of time travel. Where do you think it's going to go? Uh, like, in this season, because we're going to get, I think probably, I think it's, you and Graham discussed, I think we're going to get four or five seasons of this before there's, there's, there's a pre, hit. There is a preset uh, set of seasons. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that, that has to be because Pike dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not dies, sorry. Pike uh, has an accident mm-hmm. at a certain point, which is not avoidable. We, we know it's yeah. not avoidable. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm actually talking, I'm buying collectibles because the the drops just come on. <laughs> Star Trek, but um, it's the the it's very episodic. Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. is is episodic. It works um, best as episodic, but the overarching theme. Do it because we know where the end game is. But what what's the end like for this season? Because the season before was basically to let Pike realize like to accept everything and what has to happen yeah so where do you think this season because as you said this season's more focusing on the crew so far are we going to get to the Khan point of view at the end of this season i don't think so I, i i i don't think so because we have got there is a there is a rumor Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I've just I've just nabbed two very rare collectibles. Sorry, I'm buzzing. Anyway, there is there is a rumor that there is going to be a musical episode of Strange New Worlds. Right. Okay. Like the Buffy episode. So like fine. the Buffy episode, which you know was one of the first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a rumor about that. There is the Star Trek Lower Decks crossover as well. Mm-hmm. Some more time travel. the The overarching theme is going to be time travel. It's going to it, they're going to move yeah. away. I think they're going to try and move away from Pike and the inevitability of his life, yeah. and they're going to they're going to do uh, time travel. Because the only thing as well with that element, you, there's only so much danger. Like it's the Captain America effect for me. Like the first 
uh, Captain America in the Marvel films was a good origin story, but there was no danger, there was no suspense because everything that happened, you knew what was going to happen, you knew Cap was going to be okay. Mm. And the same with Pike, any mission that Pike goes on, he's going to be okay because you know the end point, uh, uh, that's not going to diverge, that's not going to change. So that's the only thing is, yeah. the only thing you can that worries you is which crew members are going to make it with him, which crew members aren't. Mm. So that's that's the thing, or as you said, which is going to get to move off to other things. It's it's. But, but for me as well, as you said, I I agree totally with what you said. I think the whole overall arc is going to just be a lot about different time travels or these new inspectors of time that we've that that's been brought in that we are going to see more of as well. Adam so, has also hinted at the Gorn Wall, which is which was hinted at mm-hmm. season one as well. Yes, we will see more of the Gorn, but that itself mm-hmm. brings a continuity headache. Mm-hmm. Because no one's seen the gone, or uh, there was no uh, hi, Jake. We love you too. Mm-hmm. There was no mention of a gone war. So mm-hmm. do we do we break canon again and have like we had with the Klingon war, and then have a gone war? How are they going to mention it? But this is again, this is where the time travel aspect is going to come in. I think possibly because with any government or with any like like federation, shall we say? There's probably a lot of different things that go on that the general public or the general world don't know about. So there might be a secret Gone War because like they're already keeping the Gone quite secret now as well. Because in the background you've got the Gone, uh, like they've just seen the Gone ship on edge of new- the neutral space. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So that was mentioned a few episodes ago. Or so, it's so they could do a Gone War where it's just like a few. Uh, a few starships and they take out the Gorn like possibly until Kirk rips his shirts off and beats the shit in with a with a rock um, that could be an element like as you said or a, a war lost in time yeah the, the, mm-hmm. the problem with prequels and this is the same with any show mm-hmm. you have you know what's going to happen eventually yeah. It's exploring the stories, which is fine. I've got nothing mm-hmm. against prequels, but introducing major elements like a mm-hmm. war, it would be like, well, this has never, ever been mentioned. This is never mm-hmm. like... The Klingon War, it was hinted at, but it was never, oh, this was mm-hmm. an all-out war, and it was only 10 years ago. It was never mentioned mm-hmm. in the original series, yeah. which is like, but, okay. Well, put it this way. I know... Because they always they always say the like the victor always says what happens if it's a war that Starfleet don't necessarily win with the Gorns? and I they just go away and leave them to their own space and time and say right we don't go there. I I because there is a Gorn hegemony I know that mm-hmm. but it's it's. If you see a Genesis planet, I'll punch you. No, it's not the Genesis planet. <laughs> no, it's the, the, the Gorn hegemony is what they call like the the Gorn Empire. Um, yeah. it's it's. I think they need to be careful with it but I do think we're going to see mm. more gone it's going to be more time mm. travel obviously we've got the lower decks crossover which it's mm. going to be interesting to see how they do that uh, I believe again it's wibbly wobbly time travel but it's, but it's wibbly wobbly time travel from the Cerritos' side not necessarily mm. Pike the the musical episode it, there is going to be standalone episodes. We know that, um, and I think I'm liking that they're taking risks, though, because as you said, it's a prequel show. Yeah, if it's a prequel show. If it just went from A to B, 
it would probably not be as fun. But the more risks they take, the more interesting aspects they like. I think they've got to rely heavily on the characters, and they've picked a fucking good bunch of people to be the characters as well. Oh god, a hundred percent. Even the guest characters, like the lawyer mm, from from mm-hmm. last week's episode, absolute yeah. chef kiss of an actor, mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. But the 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 episodes, I know they are going to play fast and loose with the canon. And again, I'm fine with that. It was the 60s, guys. If you believe that whatever was stated in Star Trek in the 60s should be fact, mm-hmm. you don't know Star Trek because Star Trek has always played fast and loose with most of the canon. I wouldn't mind as well. I know like being a bit self-indulgent with my name on the on the podcast here. A Q reference as well, because I know we've got Q coming back in Picard, but imagine Q coming back like to make a, a pain, especially if you're talking time travel or aspects as well. There is that a link. Be... The, mm-hmm. There is a famous link between uh, the Q, which we see mm-hmm. starting in the next generation, and an entity in the original series who was not called the Q, but had mm-hmm. every single aspect and element of a Q. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a people would like to see that part of the Q mm-hmm. continuum, but we've had Q in season two of Picard. We have had a glimpse of him in season three of Picard. Mm-hmm. I think if they're gonna do a Q element, it would have to be done very carefully because if, if legacy is greenlit, mm-hmm. the trial continues for, for Jack Crusher. Yeah. So you're going to have two series running concurrently with Qs in them. They tried mm. it in DS9 and they sort of dropped it from DS9 and kept it in Voyager. Mm-hmm. They didn't have them running concurrently because it's like, oh, God, they're in this, they're in that episode. <laughs> they did it with the Borg. If you look at the Borg... I was going to say, yeah, don't bring the Borg into this. <laughs> but if, if, you look at, if you look at Star Trek in the 90s, you had the Borg in the next generation, you had... No Borg in DS9, but you had Borg in Voyager. So they played it carefully. To, so they were like, well, this series' antagonist is mm-hmm. the Jemadar. This series' antagonist is the Borg. They are not fighting on both fronts. So mm-hmm. I think there may be a reference uh, mm-hmm. in, to, to, the, to the character in the original series, which I'd be quite happy with, to be honest with you. But it would have to be without Spock again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with with this... The episodic, I would, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a season with without Spock on the Enterprise, because I, because how close Spock and Pike are now, and then when you see how close Spock and Kirk is in the future, I think that that friendship, I think Spock and Pike's friendship needs to be a bit fractured at some point. They they were always tight. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how we got the menagerie. That's why Spock mm-hmm. stole the the Enterprise in the menagerie. But it's it's yeah, we we need that. I think we do need that friction. But the first, I think the first half of season two, we're going to see less of Pike, which is okay, mm-hmm. um, as long as we get more of him in the the, the latter episodes. But I'm on on a whole. Due South spin off there, <laughs> Anton Mounty. On a whole, season two, again, it's going up. There there is a mm-hmm. there is a few trips along the way mm-hmm. but i i i mean i enjoyed season one of strange new worlds um strange one, I, I say it was a revelation for me i binged it in two days i watched all the episodes in two days which we've was... we've had 
we've had Picard, which is the pinnacle. We've had mm-hmm. we are getting strange new worlds, and then we are going to get lower decks. So mm-hmm. we are spoilt with high quality Star Trek. To be fair, though, we just need an answer to what that fucking thing was on uh, the motion picture, the first one, because I Ranger. still don't know what the end was. It I know, but still don't know what the fuck it was. The <laughs> a fun fact, and this is going to be probably my final fun fact before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Vija was a race of you know was artificial beings. Um, mm-hmm. It was constructed by artificial beings to send back a lot of. When the Borg was being created in the next generation, they wanted the Borg to be the race that created Vija. Mm-hmm. And Gene Roddenberry just went, absolutely not. I don't want, they are completely different. I don't want the Borg being linked to the beings that created Vija. Nothing to do with them whatsoever. It would have worked nicely if they'd have done it properly. Mm-hmm. But Vija will forever be a mysterious entity. What, ironically, mm. in Star Trek Online, they are they have been exploring the uh, the Vija aspect and the race itself. Star Trek Online explores a lot of races that have not been done mm. in actual canon, but in in TV and film, I, I don't mm. think we're going to hear a lot about Vija. Well, should do because the movies still were the best things for me. I still love all the. There's no bad Star Trek movie. All Trek is good Trek, as as the shuttle pod as the shuttle pod show say. All Trek is good Trek, as Spectrum Mm -hmm. Sanctorum say. Hashtag no toxic Trek. As I say, I just love it all. I I love it all. I love all Star Trek. Yes, they're good. Yes, they're bad. But Mm -hmm. at least you are getting Star Trek because you could have no Star Trek whatsoever. And we'll just talk about the wars. The we will star just that talk about the wars. the wars, yes. So, guys, yes. that has been our review of episode three of Strange New Worlds. I would like to thank my wonderful stand-in co-host Q slash Paul slash cult leader slash uh, Goonie. I'm not, I'm not as fabulous as Sinoids, but hopefully I did him justice. <laughs> oh, well, Sinoids may be back next week. We mm. are, we are, we are working okay, on I- it. I can't be on next week's episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't fill in that one. I've, I've got too many other things. I think I'm on the Monsters episode next week. Oh, God, you're going to be busy, man. So we are, yeah. we are working to possibly get Science Officer Sinoids back. It may be a recorded episode next week, guys. It depends. We, we've got we've got clashing timetables and time. Oh, it's it's crazy to be this busy. Um, <laughs> a But uh, Sinoids is obviously uh, busy. Um, doing his other work um, I will forever be impressed with how he has not just dropped to the floor in a catatonic <laughs> state yet um, if I can't get him on it's all the sex he's having with the goodwill that's is, why that's what's keeping all, him going yes it is we we do have the sex the S-E-K-S we have it <laughs> all the time if uh, for whatever reason Science Officer Sinoise is not released by Section 31 you can rest assured I will have another co-host oh yes I will. Yeah, the, crew, the, adequate, the crew, the adequate, the crew, the adequate is is plen- is plentiful. Um, mm-hmm. I will I will draft another subordinate up from yes. the the lower decks, shall we say? So don't worry about that. But me and the nerdy up north gang, tomorrow we are going to see Indy Five. Um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Can I call you a short round tomorrow? 
No, because that's racist. <laughs> what? It's a, it's a term of endearment. Well, yes. No, it's racist. Um, <laughs> yes, we're, talking, we're going to do the Dial of Destiny tomorrow. Uh, how long is the movie? Two hours and... Two hours, 22 minutes. So if you include uh, advertisements and stuff, we're going to be there for about three and a half hours. Yeah, then like I say, I'll, I'll do the design work and hopefully we'll jump on and talk about... Uh, indie for for an hour and like see get our thoughts uh you don't have to watch it straight away just simply because i know we will be talking about spoilers yes on sunday uh we do have a debut on the podcast on sunday he's been on a few things before <gasps> but this is his actual first time guesting on the podcast we have the man mountain himself uh the man with all the arms and the seven foot uh nine foot titans Yes, uh, we've got the Adam is joining us oh to talk God. all things, and we've oh. got Sonia joining us as well. Oh, have so you got any? Have you got any wet floor signs just in case? Because Adam is a beast. Yeah, oh, so it's, it's going to be the beautiful, most beautiful podcast in the world. Oh. There's Jake's on it as well. Oh um, my God, the divine representation as well. Yes. Um, then Monday is the Monster Monday. We've got um, like a, a special guest joining Dan and Sammy. Uh, we've got uh, Creature from the Black Tattoo, and they're talking about the Predator. No, no one from the royal family. The one from the um, from the monster movies. Uh, <laughs> that uh, basically that is from Predator, Predator Two. Are you sure it's not going to be a cameo? Predator. Just no, in the no cameos. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't going to go there. Um, and yes, so then. Next week, we are filming uh, another monster episode where we're talking about a very scary clown called Pennywise. Oh, oh um, no, no. Childhood memories galore. No. And then, uh, like I say, we might have a live or might not have a live episode of The Goodwill and Graham Show. And then we will be back. Don't forget this yeah. Tuesday, I will return to Twitch. So I'll be continuing my journey through Uncharted 2, 6.30pm uh, BST, this Tuesday, live on the Nerdy Up North Twitch channel. Speaking of the Nerdy Up North Twitch channel, if you look at the description below, guys, you will find a lot of very handsome and sexy links to everything that Nerdy Up North does. We do. <coughs> Obviously, the you in the tube, which if you haven't liked this video and subscribed to our channel, please do it now. We also do Twitch, as I have just mentioned, where me, the lovely nerdy Jesus that is Jake, do some gaming, and Paul sometimes hops along as well to rage I'm out. Too competitive. I'm too competitive and angry, and like I say, I can't do stealth, as we found when I tried to play uh, The Last of Us, and I was like, just go in and kick some boy in the nuts. He does yes. stealth with an F. That's what he does. Yeah. We also nuts. have a <laughs> fantastic Instagram account. We have a Twitter account. We have the tick and the talk. We have mm -hmm. a Discord, which is free of charge for you to join. The link is in the description below. The lovely Discord gang is in the chat right now, and we love each and every one of them equally. We also have a wonderful Facebook community of nearly 8,300 members. If you want to join us, the link is in the description below. We also have a mm -hmm. Facebook page, which has got over 14,000 followers so far. It's close to 15 now. Holy so um, we are trying to get hit the 15,000 target. So if you've got any friends or family, get them to subscribe to the Facebook page as well. Um, yeah, yep, yep, yes. yep. And you can find me on Twitter at GoodwillNun, where I post all things Trekkie all day, every day when I am actually able to, because I am mm -hmm. also a very busy man. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put Goodwill on the spot as well. He is gonna try and run a competition in a bit as well to uh, win a nerdy up north t-shirt, but it will be an extra large t-shirt, so deal with it. The the competition <laughs> will be you will not only you will not only win a nerdy up north t-shirt in XL, which is of fine high quality, you will also win some rather sexy nerdy up north stickers, which I don't think I've got. Have you got some stickers on you? Not on us. Not um, on us. I think the rest are in my bag. Fine, but the, but you won't get any Pokemon cards in the eye. I promise you that. Ah, don't worry about <laughs> it. Why did my door just open? That. Ghost will. Strange, yeah. Sorry, Cora, coming back Ooh. to get you. <laughs> very, very. Goodwill loves Goodwill loves Dick. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very loves Dick. What? Uh, yes. So you can find me on Twitter at Goodwill None. The competition will be running this week. Don't you worry about that. And if you do win the T-shirt, you have to show us, and we can put it up on the Instagram. Yes. So, like I said, I will run that competition this week once I have got everything sorted out. I think that's all we have got to cover. Do you have anything else to promote, young sir? Yes, thank you for ha having me on as well. Oh, I, Even though I am the boss, but yes. But thank you for allowing me to grace the, the trekking world with my uh, unsur uns unsurpassed knowledge of all the trek. <laughs> there is no such thing... There is no such thing as unsurpassed knowledge. There is no such thing as a bad trekker or a bad trekkie. We are all learning and we can all learn from each other because we are a trek family. Hashtag no toxic trek. All trek is good trek. Hashtag save Star Trek Prodigy. Sign the petition below, guys. I will be spamming that all this week as well. If there mm -hmm. is nothing else from you, my dear, I think we are going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up wrap it mm. up guys you have been absolutely wonderful tonight thank you to everyone in the chat thank you to everyone who has tuned in thank you to everyone who is watching this on a recording stay safe live long and prosper as i will and always sammy, say go on and as and as sammy as sammy always says stay nerdy guys stay nerdy guys and as sinod is not here i'm going to say it miles miles miles